Welcome to the uh, first episode of the Nick Bowles Experience. Today we have two of my uh, good friends in life. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Matt Flake DeMarco. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm uh, excited for what this is because I was given. He has no idea what's about not to a happen. clue. Which is um, which is fantastic. So, to everyone listening, this is either the best thing that's happened to me, or it has been a pleasure having a career. So, <laughs> great. Well, listen, listen. We have a lane, so you're definitely um, you're definitely not going to have a career after this. Um, this is just Elaine... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on, Elaine has to lean in. Elaine, for a microphone how... <laughs> like she's bobbing for apples. Hold on. <laughs> you guys are Elaine, so how are you? About, like... How I speak into my mic. I don't know. I just got this mic. Um, I, I speak we into just it met. like this, and now I feel now I feel like the like the president of the United States or like the president of Baja Blast, Taco Bell. But I'm good. I'm okay. I'm doing great, actually. Is, is Baja Blast going to be the bit for the rest of the time? I can't. I'd sing things I wanted to say, but I can't. I can't Listen. do it. This what? is my podcast. You can say whatever you want. I hear you. I got you. Hey, listen, there, there was a reason I made this, but if you want to tank your own career, you're more than welcome to. Not happening. No, not no, happening. No. Okay. no, no, no. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Um, it's a pleasure to have you. I uh, love you both. Um, really quick, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the, uh, of the podcast, uh, we got some outsiders. Uh, spoil not even a spoiler, but information, I guess, yesterday. Um, Matt, how are you feeling about it? I'm feeling all right. I mean, I knew a bunch of, uh, like, I knew about the hybrid card thing for a while. I just couldn't say anything. Right. I actually guessed it. I guessed it. They didn't tell me anything, but I guessed it, and it was one of those, well, like, blink twice if you're right kind of thing, and they yeah. blink twice. Uh, but, um, which I think is, it's a, it's a great way. Like, when uh, Brian Gottlieb, for, for a long time now, ever since like American Nats, he was talking about how this was going to be like the great, a really great drafting experience. And I was just kind of thinking, and the things I asked him, I said, so what are we talking about? Lots of generics, like lots of decision-making, a lot of heroes, a lot of choices. And he wouldn't give up much information. And when it finally dawned on me, I was like, dude, Brian, dual cards? And he's like, yes, but don't tell anybody. And I was like, okay, I think that's a, I actually think it's a, a really good idea. Like it's been, it's a concept that has been used by so many different card games and it, it works. It works, ha- but it can be dangerous to have draftable cards by multiple classes. Definitely interesting. Um, I am personally excited for my boy Riptide. Let's go new Ranger. You don't know anything about him and you're already like, no. it's a trap sim. Ranger, dude. Hey, it's a I... trap. You said it exactly. You don't yes. know what the hell it is. Oh, I'll set you a trap. Um, Elaine, how are we? Uh, how are we feeling over there? I'm I'm really excited. Um, my like 2023 wish list for Flesh and Blood was to get a really fun, cool new draftable set. Um, but like that that's gonna be a good draft experience. I actually enjoyed Uprising. I know that might be controversial to say, um, but I I think that was part of it just being like the first draftable set that I was around for when it when it debuted. But I I'm I was like I hope we get something like really spicy in draft this year, and I th- I think that um outsiders is going to bring that and i'm also really excited about the dual classes not because of 
ranger assassin, but because I, I, I want to see more in the future. I want some warrior mech is really what I want. And I think that the door has been opened, and so I'm really excited for that. Although I'm not a ranger fan, I'm sorry, but I do think you were like the target audience for Riptide, I, I had to say. I know. Like, I literally have the dad bod to go with it. I was about okay. to say, was it just like, is it the body style? Like, is it the body image that just gets? Dude, you? he's just like, he's like smoking. A, I don't. It's not even a cigar. It's like a, it's like a toxic thing, and he's just like, ready to mess people up. I don't know. Just, it's just rolled up. He just looks cool. And just yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Doesn't he have less life too? Like. Yeah, th- thirty-eight. Yeah. Mm. That's how you know he's going to be good because you start with less a life. A decent. <laughs> That's how you know. Me, though. Uh, he starts with like because of like he's a uh, he's because of cardiac arrest, right? That's how he has less yeah. life. Yeah, is that God? <laughs> God? God? I feel God, God in this chilies yeah. tonight. Okay, yeah, it's uh, God. Uh, his other name uh, is no is God's Panda, fine. and he is uh, the the producer of the podcast. How are you doing, Panda? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I uh, I don't know anything about flesh and blood. So, I know you don't, but that's okay. My favorite you're, you're part, not supposed to. My favorite part about talking to Flake is that, uh, or about you guys about Flesh and Blood, is that you can literally convince me that any card is legal, and I'll have to I have to believe it. Like, he could literally play Exodia at me, be like, I win the game. And I'll be like... I, yeah, like well, Ball Lightning, right? Yeah, well, he I guess he wins the game. There's, <laughs> I, He drew Exodia. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. But anyway, I'll let you guys get back to what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, the other big news that we received, uh, Baltimore. Uh, I've seen a mixed feeling about it. I personally think it is fine. I'm partial. I'm probably partial to it due to it being um, a short drive away from me. Um, but uh, how are y'all feeling about it? I mean, I'm on... Like, do, do you even know anything about Baltimore? I yeah, Cal Ripken Jr. played there. Fair. Uh, I mean, I've never been to I've never been to Maryland. I've been to like I've I actually I should probably write down all the states I've been to. It's been very I've been very privileged in the past like couple couple years to have traveled to a lot of different states. I've never been to Maryland. Never passed through it. Uh, all I hear is just everyone complaining about Baltimore, and like I've got my own thoughts and baubles about that because. Everybody's talking about ah, the crime rate and this and that. And I'm like, like Chicago, so, like Chicago has celebrates when they have a 24 hour period where like less like when single digit people get murdered, you know, and it's like there's so many other places. I I, I don't know. It's like we're not landing into a crime hole like it's. No, stick- no, no. And that that particular area that you that that I would assume that they're holding it is very nice. and. Uh, a lot of hotels really close to the convention center. Uh, I really don't think it's going to, I think it's going to be one of those things that people complain about and then they're going to go and they're, and then they're going to be like, um, you know, I had a great time. Now they're going to find something else to complain about. Cause that's what people, yeah, they're, they're going to complain about outsiders. That's what, <laughs> that's what they're going to do. I'm excited. I really wanted it to be somewhere on the East coast that I could drive to. And like, that's what I, yeah, got. you're pretty close too, right? How, yeah, how far like is it from you? Hours, I think. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Not bad at all. So I was like, Oh cool. I can go. Like as long as it was somewhere I could like get to travel to drive to, I was going to be happy. And yeah, people are like acting like the, like Baltimore is just like the purge is happening over there 24 seven. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand the big deal about it. Like, 
I, I live in Charlotte. I lived in Baton Rouge before that, like in a really bad part of it. Yeah. Louisiana's like, yeah, it's it's yeah. awful over there. And quite honestly, it's just a big American city. Most of them are not that great. Yes, I can say yes. that as the president, but um, no. No, I've been to many a city in America, and they're pretty much all the same. <laughs> in in some ways, it, it it just depends on how uh, close people are living to each other. That's that's pretty much the only difference, right? Well, people are like oh the crime the crime i'm like there's there's like crime everywhere and also like you're gonna be there for one weekend and spend 90 percent of the time in one very large yeah, convention g- center playing cards like i'm gonna be like, sitting there sweating for 10 hours playing yeah, the game. yeah like, the, the, the concern is not going to be necessarily the fact that it's in like at least on my side it's not that it's in baltimore it's the fact that like if i have to sit across the table from somebody who smells like that to me is the bigger <laughs> egregious you know, uh, transgression of, of deodorant. Like, well, that's, yeah, that, that goes without saying, um, like the problem is, is that like, I get people's ups, like the, the, the massive outcry from the community about why Baltimore is no bueno is not, it, it varies from person to person. You ask one set of people and they'll be like, well, the crime rate, it's a dangerous city. I'm not fucking stepping in there because I don't want to get shot as if there's like a, a firing squad that meets you at the tarmac. Like Should we go into the story about how somebody literally got shot outside the hotel you were staying at? When we I could. Pick Do you, you want me to tell that story? I'll happily <laughs> yeah, tell that story. Go for it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All go right. for it. Go for it. Quick tangent here. So, or you know, let me just finish my thought real quick on this Baltimore thing. There's yeah, the people yeah, who are complaining. It, yeah. Well, there's the people who are complaining about the crime and the danger of the city. Cool. I'm going to Minneapolis next week. And it, from all accounts, and I have friends who are police officers in Minneapolis, they always tell me, yeah, it's bad, but if you're not looking for trouble, you're not going to find it. It's the same, you know, it's it's the fuck around and find out kind of city, and I get it. Baltimore, however, also has the people in the community who are complaining about it because it's just not interesting. Well, bitch, you want interesting? You want exciting? Go to Baltimore and look for the crime. That'll that's a great story to tell. Is like I'm like you two should all meet up and 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 sort it out and and create an escape room that isn't an escape room. Maybe it's just walking down the streets of Baltimore and that's your escape room. Getting to the hotel, that's your achievement. But ultimately, the thing about it is that people need to pick a lane because I get it. Like LSS, I have a feeling it's this is like a cost cutting measure. It, it let's just be real and and I, like I have no it sources is. on this, it but it feels like it. And the same people, when you're creating an event like this, you're attracting people. This isn't a calling. This isn't the calling Indianapolis because people from all over the world don't have the same incentive to come down to Indianapolis for a calling. But it's a pro tour. People around the world are qualifying for this particular tournament with a two hundred thousand dollar thing. So I'm. A hundred percent sure it has to do with accessibility and cost cutting measures. Like, because if you want the coolest fucking thing in the world, you go to Hawaii and everyone's going to be happy, but it's going to be expensive. It's not easy to get to. It's going to, it's going to be a nightmare. I think they threw it into, into Baltimore because there are multiple points of entry into that area yeah, from around there's the world. Many international airports for sure. Yeah. Within like an hour or two drive, worst case, but at the same time, you're you're you have a place as well that is probably not going to explode everyone's bank account spending like two or three hundred dollars a night on a hotel that they need. Very true. Very true. All right, you, you want the you want the Philadelphia yeah, yeah. story? Give it to me. All right. 
So ages ago, I got hired to uh, do some broadcasting for Blizzard at their Hearthstone Championship Tour stop in uh, Philadelphia. I got to, that's where I met uh, Admirable. That's where I got to work with Frodan. It was awesome. One of the nights, I think it was the first night that I was there after the first night of the broadcast. It was, it was. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, I was working it too, even yeah. though I, I didn't even get contracted to work it. You, you were there in different capacities. <laughs> but the I'm beautiful part about it was like, I think this is the first time I had been there in a while and like the first time that we got to hang out uh, outside of it. But mostly it was, you said, hey, do you want to go to the casino? We can go grab a drink and hang out there. I said, hell yeah, let's do it. So you're like, all right, no worries. What hotel are you at? I told you. And you're like, I'm just a couple blocks away. There's really not many places to like park or go there. So just like go outside, walk two blocks north. I'm going to be waiting for you in this like little parking spot. No problem. Get out of the elevator. Elevator door opens. Ding. Perfect. I'm like stepping out of it. All of a sudden, about a dozen people run into the hotel and like in a panic. And then the security guard goes and locks all the doors. And I was like, what the hell's happening? I'm like, what's going on? They're like, somebody got shot right there and i was like oh right right over there hey like if i had literally you know if the episode of seinfeld that was on wasn't a good one i would have probably left earlier and i might have gotten shot but what's great was when i finally left they opened the doors i messaged you i was like hey someone freaking got shot like on like like <laughs> fucking like 10 yards away from the hotel i don't know what's going on and you're like Oh, yeah, that'll happen. Don't worry. They'll open the doors in like 10 minutes. I'll wait. I'm like, can you come? Should I, is it okay? Can I go up? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just you're, you're, you're fine. It won't happen again. It won't happen twice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Philly. Until you, until you like told the, that story for the first time, I didn't even think about the ridiculousness of it, if that makes sense. Like, I'm so numb to that kind of garbage that um i was just like yeah it's just another day you know that's that's it i want to like i'm trying to look up uh, i want to tell you how many murders toronto had in 2022 toronto murders 2022 there were let's see homicide <laughs> that's <laughs> love looking this up uh there were i think there was there were 70 that's it yeah and uh, 70 there were 70 murders in toronto in 2022 in a city of about 6 million people well we have 70 in a week so yeah 70 70 in the city of toronto look up in baton rouge louisiana i bet it's like a million. yeah it's like <laughs> I don't we wanna... did it it's like you know the, those statistics where it's like on january 1st by like 3 p.m it's like the average ceo has made like the average salary by 4 p.m. today. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like, wow. It's like, wow. Uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It's July 4th. We've already hit a Toronto's worth of murders. <laughs> so, hey, you. That, that, uh, listen, it was news but... to me. It was interesting. It was fascinating. Uh, that was definitely a time. I'm just, like, thinking, like, wow. <laughs> because I feel the same way. Like, if that would have happened in Baton Rouge, I would have been like, oh, okay, just, like, yeah, give it a few minutes. Like, one yeah. time I... I was in Walmart and someone pulled a gun in Walmart and like they they started shooting and like Walmart just got on the intercom system and they're like whoever is shooting a gun right now could you take it into the parking lot 
And so then, like, the people were like, oh, sorry. And they went out in the parking lot and just, what? like, continued That's Southern hospitality for you right there. Yeah. And, I, like, first of all, I like the fact that, a sh- like, a shooting, and, like, your reaction to it is the same thing as, like, your hot pocket is too hot. Right. <laughs> just, just give it a minute. Just, just just give just wait just give it a minute. Let me hear more about that. The, those people who went to the parking lot and continued I, I shooting. I think like what happened was that this girl was like cheating on her boyfriend, and her boyfriend saw her with the other guy at Walmart, and so like the boyfriend pulled a gun on the other guy, and the other guy also had a gun. So they like started shooting because the girl was like, she's crying. Anyway, I just had to walk around Walmart for longer than I intended to. And, like, they just had the little Walmart guy at the door, and he'd be like, he'd go to walk out, and he'd be like, yeah, they're still shooting. Just like, what is this, the 1800s? Are they walking five paces and then turning around? Man, I don't know what they were doing. Draw! Once they left the store, I was like, I guess I'll just wait. And, like, eventually, like, they just left. I don't know. I think you know, someone Elaine, got shot. You... I think, like, an ambulance came and got one of them, and then... I guess I, think the, I don't I, you know what and I don't think the girl went with the one who, that was in the ambulance I, I don't think she did Elaine you know if if you wrote this story and I had no idea who you were I would just be like you'd be like so we we're walking through a Walmart and somebody put uh, America they're in America like geolocate <laughs> this bitch right now absolutely 100 percent so so the chick went with the winner of the duel yeah she went with nice. the winner of the duel yeah nice. something came out of it at least home at, with like, my groceries yeah Fuck yeah. <laughs> Open carry gets you some dates. Let's go. I love it. Protects your love life. <laughs> oh man. We could we could probably go on about this for literally hours. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> but we're not going to. We're not we're we're gonna get into even more depressing subjects. Yay. Okay. And and we're gonna laugh about it because that's about all we can do at this point. Right? Mm-hmm. Right, we're just gonna laugh at ourselves being sad. Um, but first, uh, we're gonna get happy for a second, and I'm gonna ask both of you, uh, Matt first. What is your favorite uh, con slash event moment? Um, you know, this could be a Gwent thing. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be like a big tournament. Just oh know. man, I mean, there's everyone has their own. Uh, every event has their own little memory that's kind of very entrenched in my in my brain that it's like you look back on it and it's either a moment of like, Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Or a moment of, wow, that was like a a really joyful experience. And it always stems from the same thing, which is me doing what I love and being with the people who I, I really love. Um, I I will say this. I think one of the, I'll give one from flesh and blood and one from Gwent, because I mean, I, I owe both of these games a lot. Um, the Gwent one was the last, uh, it wasn't even a Gwent event. I was in Warsaw for the CDPR 20th anniversary. And they invited certain people there. I was lucky enough to be able to go. And I was hanging out with some of the other Gwent personalities that were there. And one of the people that I was there with was uh, a dude by the name of Tailbot. And Tailbot, uh, for those of you who don't know Gwent, he was a competitor and arguably one of the best players to ever play the game. And, and he's also ripped as shit. Yeah, he's ripped as hell, but he's also one of the funniest, sneaky, funny guys ever. And we went out to this huge party arcade place, like picture like busters but it's like a club and it was unreal because that location was part of this like outside promenade mall mall place where all the resto bars and stuff would purposely open their patios and create this gigantic like almost like you're bar hopping from one to the other but it's this big 
promenade outside where there's literally a sea of probably two to 300 people all dancing and going nuts and drinking and having a good time and like ordering drinks from this place and bringing it out and going to see their friends there. And ultimately my buddy tailbot, who again, like you said, is absolutely jacked. He's like, Hey, uh, flake. Do you like a uh, mosh pit? I'm like mosh pit. He's like, yeah, you do mosh pit. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm like a buck 50. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't mosh pit. Like I don't, I don't do that. People dry themselves off with me at the end of the mosh pit. <laughs> so He's like, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Like, let's go. I, w- I was drinking. I was a little inebriated. And I said, when else am I ever going to get a chance to do something like this? So we went. And there, it was like some crazy Polish rap shit that was going on. It was awesome. And he's like, all right, we're going to go to the middle. And when the beat drops, just be prepared. And I gave myself like a rodeo's amount of time to be satisfied. I was like, eight seconds and I'm out. I go in the middle. I'm like, just literally in my mind, I was like, protect the glasses, protect the glasses, protect the glasses. It's always protect the glasses when you're wearing them. Oh, protect the glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the beat drops and everybody's, and I'm just like, literally, like you're you're trying to stay on a bucking bowl is what it is. And you're just trying to not get knocked out cold. But there's bodies just in each other like crazy just, and at the end of it, I was like, uh, I'm like, okay. And 10 seconds and we're out. And I just like, I, I sneak away. And they're still going. And man, that was like such a fun experience because then we did karaoke until like four in the morning. And we ended up getting back to like the hotel at like four or five or something like that. And then we just ended up drinking there until the sun came up. It was like so much fun. So that that's probably one of the, the best highlights, uh, at least some of the more recent ones uh, that, I, that I can say. You know, um, I've known you for how long, like seven years, and you've never told me that story. I've never... Yeah. It's never no one ever says like hey anyone have any cool polish uh outdoor uh you know fuck fest parties and like no i i, I not really <laughs> not really but it was a sea of humanity that were all just fucking bumping and grinding that's it awesome so, it was that's awesome because i actually remember you like drunk messaging in your own discord and being like mosh pit polish mosh pit like you, i don't know you were going off about it and everyone was like <laughs> drunk and we don't know what he's talking about polish mosh pit is the uh... we were like you i don't even think it was like fully english because i remember we were trying to figure out if you were talking about like a drink or like an actual mosh pit. Like we didn't know what you were trying to say. We have to make a drink called the Polish mosh pit. What would be in the Polish mosh pit? Get have vodka in there. Vodka. Has I mean, to that, be. that that's a, that's a staple. Yeah. But what so else? Vodka. Um, that's it. <laughs> just vodka. Dude, vodka just is the Polish mosh pit. They don't fuck around over there. Like it was incredible. Just like seeing some, and like I had some friends over there from like the UK as well. And like, one of the buddy, my friends there, um, a, a dude by the name of, and this is actually his name, uh, Joe Curley. <laughs> uh, he goes by Specimen. Uh, he he streams Mar- uh, Marvel Snap now, uh, and he was he is like your prototypical soccer hooligan style. He showed up with like, uh, and this might be sort of like infringing on your territory there, Nick, but it was like he was coming in with like the neon shirt and like a weird jacket. <laughs> he had the he had a bucket hat on. And he had a fanny pack across, and he was just like, "Mate, I think, Fuck this girl, you. <laughs> I think this girl's into me, mate." I'm like, "I don't think so because you, she hasn't looked at you, and you don't speak her language." But fuck it, let's go, baby. We're here, let's go. But like, it was so much fun. 
But uh, yeah, Polish Mosh Pit is just going to be vodka, and they do not fuck around because him and I, a fucking British soccer hooligan, and me who used to drink ex- way too excessively in my youth, um, were like, let's go ham. And the pole, like the, the poles, man, they're just like, all right, this is like starter kit shit. Like, get nuts. Like, yeah, so let's yeah, go, yeah. man. Like, you're mixing your drinks? All right, pussy. <laughs> like, let's go. That's that's a fantastic story. Mine is that um, it, it, it's much more much more sweet and sentimental, I would say, than a Polish mosh pit. Um, but when I was in Las Vegas for the Uprising World premiere, I was in like my full Icelander cosplay, and I like ran from one match. I played like the fastest Kasai game against Oldham ever like I won I think I won in like three turns which was like just I don't know I played out of my mind and then I ran over did the cosplay contest and I had like seven minutes I think until the next round started and I saw a flake actually over at Steve Argyle's booth okay and I was like oh I want to go tell Steve Argyle hi and um I don't know. I guess I was gonna say hide flake also, but the the goal was to go tell. I guess I'll say hi to him too. <laughs> yeah, he's standing over there. So I, the goal was to go tell Steve Argyle, Argyle hi. So I like walked over there. I just wanted to tell him that I really appreciated his art and stuff. I had a cold foil Icelander that I wanted him to sign, and I had forgotten it in Louisiana, so I didn't have it in me on on my persons in vegas so i walk persons. over and i'm like i, I walk <laughs> i walk over i'm like you know steve like you mean a lot to me like i'm also an artist i really love your artwork like you're icelander that so you, you sucked up to him in everfest no i was just like <laughs> telling him like i, I wanted you to gotta do that that is the pro move man like when i used to get my comic book signed all the time it was always like mr so-and-so or mrs so-and-so or miss so-and-so like i was never i never spoke to them by their first name even steve when i got my shit signed by steve it was mr argyle mr like, argyle yeah so anyway i'm like i, I really appreciate you i so wanted anyway. to get we're moving on anyways <laughs> like, i have these cards on my person's I'm like, I wanted to get my, my, my card signed, but I forgot it. But I still wanted to stop by and tell you like how much I, I admire you as an artist. And Flake is standing there, and he's like, oh, you don't have anything to get signed? I got all these cards signed. That, he was much nicer than that, I'll say. <laughs> he's like, let me see if I have any extra cards that you can get signed. He didn't. Thanks a lot, Flake. Uh, so- what the fuck? Go finish your story, because I want to fucking add an addendum <laughs> to this bitch. Bro. I actually, when I thought about telling this story, I forgot you were a part of it until I started speaking. Um, so I just added that. No, so oh, you so Flake you is sound like, like SCG Con. Like, um, sorry, I don't have any cards that like I can give you to get signed, but I'm gonna go find my team for the next match. So he goes, <laughs> he goes, Flake leaves, and I'm like, I guess I should also get going to my next match. And Steve is like, well, how much time do you have? And I'm like, um, like the clock is counting down. I'm like, I have like three minutes. And he's like, okay, will you stay for three minutes? And I'm like, sure. And he's like, I recognize you because you did my Icelander cosplay um, in not uh, New Jersey. And I was like, yeah, that was me. And he was like, it was so cool to see someone like cosplaying as my art. Like, so he's like, all right, since you don't have a card to sign, 
I want to draw you something. So he like drew me an Icelander on like a blank token card. And oh, was very that special. is And I just sick. like started bawling, ugly crying. And then I was late for my next match. And the judge was like, oh, yeah, you're going to get an IP penalty. because." <laughs> and I was like literally like a mess in tears. And I was in my Icelander makeup. So then I have like Icelander white makeup, like. Yeah. Dreaming, falling down my face. And my opponent. Oh, I thought my... you were going to an ICP concert. <laughs> Are you down with the clown, Elaine? No, not not. Like... The funny part about that story is that Steve then charged her fifty dollars for that token. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is very 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 cool to get something hand drawn by the same guy. Yeah, he hand drew awesome. it for me, and then he signed it. And basically, my teammates were like, "Where have you been? We couldn't find you. Why are you crying?" And I was like, "Look at this thing Steve Argyle did for me." And so then my opponent was like, "That's the best excuse I've ever heard to be late for a match." And so then yeah. he was like, "Can I veto the IP penalty?" And the judge was like, "No." You can't. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "He was like, are you really gonna like really?" And the judge was like, "Listen." Uh, you can't like veto it, but I will walk away and not see if it's followed through. So it was, it was just a really nice. It was all right. That's on record. Uh, Elaine cheated. That's awesome. For the record, okay. by the way, Elaine... all, this was like we were in the bottom tables of the last round of the day. So I just and, want to uh... mention that this fucking slander that continues to just be directed <laughs> at my way. Um, I, I believe it was maybe like an hour prior to that, Elaine, where. Um, remember I opened that, uh, Marvel Yenderai and I showed it to you and it was the first Marvel uh, Marvel Yenderai that got opened and you're like, Oh my God, this is my favorite dragon. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe you opened my favorite card. And who gave you that card on the spot, Elaine? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you don't fucking don't know. Remember. You're a I sucker. I, maybe I am. I like, I don't listen. My, my mentality was it's going to sit in a binder for me or it's going to bring Elaine a lot of joy and make her shut the fuck up. And that was a double whammy. Is that why you gave me a foil, Lexi? Yeah. I love you, man. You're welcome. <laughs> I got another one. Or did you give it to me back? No, 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 no. You still have I it, right? It. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got another one. I'm, yeah, I'm never getting rid of that shit, man. I did get another one, and I ended up getting it signed by Federico Mazzetti. So that's that oh, made that me happy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's not a cold foil, but it's a rainbow foil. But that's good enough for me. And oh, also, Elaine, what did you get in your Christmas card this year? You fucking Judas. What Christmas card? I don't yeah, all right, no. whatever. No, it's all good. No Who got no. you a uh, a foil signed fucking blood on her hands Kasai card? Yeah, you know what? That's fine. No problem. I love, Selective I love memory. You, Flake. you know that. No, nah, I don't fucking know it because here we are. <laughs> it's like I choose slander to... and lies. I know okay, absolutely. Okay, that that story is not slander and lies. Uh, was it libel? I don't know the difference. No, no, <laughs> it's true. It's, it was a hundred percent a true story, except you were a lot kinder. You were like, oh. If you don't have anything, let me see if I have something. Then he's like, you were like, I'm so sorry. And I really got to get back to our team. I Anyway, go spill your guts to Steve Argyle. Tell him all, all the things you love about him. And then you got you left and you went back to your team. But I, I do appreciate you looking to see if you had a token for, for me to get signed. You didn't. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you just absolutely, first of all, drag me through the mud. Okay. <laughs> Tell a and story. then get pissed off 
when I try to clean myself on your clean white towels, you bitch. You... Okay, I would say <laughs> Flake is Flake is quite literally the reason I have like a pickle reputation in this game at all. So if anyone is slandering anyone, a, a I'm merely an observer. Reputation? Yeah, I'm I'm like the I'm the pickle queen of the entire world. How do you wow. miss this? Cut a. Hey, wow. uh, Actually, cut like... that. Cut that. <laughs> I, I that's, a short, that's a short right there. I am the pickle queen of the whole world. This is my stress pickle. I like, I get uh, anxious <laughs> when I record. It's funny. So. It's funny. She turns herself into a pickle. It's the most funny thing I've ever seen. Pickle Rick. <laughs> Dear Christ. Pickle Elaine. The amount of Elaine stories. I, I, I have only known Elaine for like a year. And I have more stories about Elaine and with Elaine than I have with people that I've known for like 10 years. I It's Elaine, unreal. You, you are ripe with stories, Elaine. I, I do have a lot. Like, like, like you just, you just do shit and then it's like legendary. Oh. No, but legendary. Not always bad. in a good way. Yeah, Not always say. in a good way. Like, like it, the, the legend of like the dog-faced woman or something like that. Not saying that's you. I'm just saying there are bad legends out there. Your your legend is dog-faced woman. Not you, Elaine. I'm just saying. Okay. There's a Simpsons reference in there. Somebody who's listening to this will get it and back me up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's funny because I actually is... have. Uh, I actually collect like up to like season 18 or 12 of like The Simpsons. I don't know what you're talking about. You want me to? You want me to? I pull actually this one out? do know what you're talking about. <laughs> actually, I've yeah. Never what references? Yeah. It's it's one of the Halloween specials, isn't it? No. Oh. It's uh, not? it's the one For where sure? it's the one where like Marge's great aunt dies, so it ruins their trip to Duff Gardens or something. And they're on. They're driving to the funeral, and Homer's driving, and they're all talking about. Um, they're all talking about the. Um, the the like this person and homer uh, there's talking about like oh well you know her her legend will will go on and in homer's brain it he says yeah the legend of the dog-faced woman and then he starts laughing out loud and he's like ah the legend of the dog-faced woman and then they're like they all look at him <laughs> so that's kind of where that that comes from anyway. all right yeah i remember that reference thank I you i was um i actually don't but I, I just wanted to get i was <laughs> i was supposed to 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 like somehow cut a break in like 13 minutes ago but we just got carried away um but it's been fantastic so far we're going to continue this at uh at the other side thank you at time is what i would say if i hadn't had to read today hello everyone it's me your boy god and uh hope you really enjoyed the episode so far now, normally, there will be a skit here that will most portray the ad itself in a very fun and delightful manner. With me, Panda, I mean God, <laughs> God, uh, doing, doing the ad read. But we don't have anything. So instead, I wish to introduce you to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Nick experience. At least that's what it should be. You can expect to see an ad-free viewing along with some bonus content. At least that's what we have planned so far. So please check it out and see what we can do there. With all that, ad time is, is coming to a close, so enjoy the rest of the episode. Goodbye for now! Welcome back to the Nick Bolts Experience, and uh, I have been um, 
attempting to get Flake to eat his edible uh, before the podcast, and I, I just attempted to get him to take his edible again. Um, and uh, he said no, however, and then uh, he had a story, and uh, well, I had to cut back in, so here we are. There's, It's for the – listen, it's for the – first of all, it's perfectly legal here, so I'm not doing anything against oh, yeah. the rules. No, no. thousand percent. I'm not shy about it. It's all good. A lot of people do it. Anyway. Um, there's one episode. I, I will never do it on a, on a on a broadcast or anything because it it really doesn't do anything any good. It might be hilarious to some people, but it doesn't really help me in any way. Uh, there's one episode of Instant Speed, and I will not tell anybody what it is, which one it is, who was on it, or whatnot. All I will say is that we were record we recorded later in the day, like in the evening, because that was when we were both free. And I was like, okay, we're recording at X time. I'm going to pop this bad boy the second that we start. By the time it's over, I'll start feeling it. It's going to be late. No problem. Podcast got delayed by about 30 minutes. So midway through that podcast episode, you'll note a very noticeable just change of me asking questions and driving a conversation to just me being in complete awe of everything that this person was saying and be like, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and just forgetting what my role was and just wanting to be there and just be like, yeah, okay, keep going. Yeah, like, yeah, like I, and, and then eventually I was like, I need, I need out. <laughs> I need to pull the shoot on this one. Can I, That's... did your, did your, what, did your guests know? No, they did not know. <laughs> they did not know. <laughs> but there's a good chance that they've fucking figured that shit out when they were like, should I ask you some questions? Like, wow, what a terrible show this is. <laughs> You you probably just gave it away by by doing that. Well, if Pete, listen, if somebody wants to go through every single episode and watch it in its entirety, thanks for the views. I would never, <laughs> I would never watch that show in its entirety. <laughs> and that's I'm why so she's sorry. never been on the show in its I'm... entirety. <laughs> it is true. I, all right, I, I got all on, right. I got on. I did one episode of uh, Instant Speed, and I was not by myself. I was like very nervous. It was my first time being on any podcast. And so my solution was like, I would get very drunk. <laughs> and I so <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. First of all, fucking Beyonce over here is like, I had to go on with the rest of the crew. Like, <laughs> fuck you. I didn't say that. I said I did on one episode and it was like with a group. But I was like super nervous, not only be talking with like, you know, uh, you and also like be on a podcast and have it filmed, but also to have to be talking to like all these other people. So, so I just got, I just got, I just got really uh, drunk. And like, <laughs> I remember because afterwards, like I hung out in that discord call for like, probably two hours and like you came in a, back into it a few times you're like what I told you, you guys to leave like go go to bed go <laughs> home I was listen like, to this you hear this closed. Closed. Go the, home. The general like flesh and blood like discord server like the really big one like hopping into people's games just like talking to them and stuff and then i don't know like luke who i was dating and living with at the time like he got home and he was like, "Are you?" He's like, "Are you like really drunk right now?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then like the next morning, I just remember my I had like a bottle of gin, like like a just like a bunch of empty bottles, like on my desk it, next to my computer, and I was like, "Oh gosh!" Like, 
I'm, what are you fucking I, I, Kid Rock? I never listened to that episode <laughs> because I Bunch didn't want to know. Like... Cigarettes and shit. <laughs> wearing a fur coat. <laughs> oh, okay. Lord. Look at you. Oh, Somebody, we, you can have we, Diana Ross on the podcast, but not the Supremes. Okay, I heard you. Gotcha. We, 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 have, we have wandered off topic so hard at this point. It's not even. What funny. is the topic? I don't even know. Yeah, what are we discussing? You literally said, come episode. on the show. <laughs> so uh, I can help out a little bit. I, I, have, an yeah. idea. I have an idea what's happening. Okay, so, um, and the voice of God should have struck down by now. Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> um, so now that you guys talked about your experiences, uh, your favorite experiences of uh, conventions, they're, they're actually really cool stories. Um, my question now is, what happens after? Like, what happens now that the convention's closed? What happens to you guys? Fuck, you make it sound like we're like, uh, well, we're like here's the robots don't have to go. No, no, no. Here's yeah, the like, thing. I don't here's disappear into the ocean like the fucking dragon sword. Like, I don't understand what you're talking here's the about. Thing. Here's the thing. depression though that like hits really. Oh yeah, Cri crippling yeah. depression, sadness, <laughs> and probably uh, annoyance that I have to now write sixty-five emails to get paid. That's usually how it goes. I, the majority of the time that I'm at these events, I'm usually around both of you, or one, one or either of you, or both. Both. Um, I I see a trillion people a day come up to you and be like, "Oh my God, it's." it's flake or oh my god it's it's a lane uh let's let's talk to that person and like i'm literally just trying to have a conversation with you guys and i can't go 20 seconds without some other person coming up and going oh hey i'm i'm little billy uh nice to meet you right so and i'd be how, like whoa you're like big billy you've been really working out there little billy so when you go home and 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 shit's just silent, yeah. How how do you deal with that? How do you how do you go from like we're we're basically at this point living from event to event? That's sort of how I feel. I, is is that wrong? I text Elaine, as you okay. can see. I text Elaine. Yeah, I text you too, dickhead. Yeah. But like, oh, I'm not supposed to. I'm not. A, what we can't be friends. People can't know that we're fucking friends, Elaine. No, absolutely not. Okay, yeah, you can that cut that my, out. That's apparently, not my number. I don't know who this text. Oh uh, no, was. we'll confirm it. I'll I'll read the number out loud. No. no. <laughs> right, is your is your social status now like mortal enemies or? We've always been mortal enemies. Yeah. No, we haven't. This is not true. You heard it here first, folks. Oh my god! So breaking news apparently so legitimately i mean like once all this shit goes down like it, it hits different for different people because a lot of them will just go home yeah you don't have another event you don't have stuff for a while you're not going to see your friends and it, but then you get sort of tossed back into all right well i'm going to go to work i'm going to do this i've got my friends here i can go to the armories and do this and eventually you kind of forget about it or you at least get distracted and you go about your daily life this is my whole life and when this thing is over, the first thing that I think about is, okay, when do I pay rent next? Like it's that is the legitimate reality that a lot of people do not fucking understand is that when this is your livelihood, and I get it when people are like, well, where's the pro tour? I don't, dude, I don't know if I'm getting paid at all this year. I have, I have fat zero gigs uh, signed for LSS this year, zero. Boop. So I don't know when I'm paying rent. Like that's, 
So the concern for me is a lot different than other people because yeah, it's great for me to go to these events and I love it because I love to what I do and I love the people that I get to do it with and hang out and go to dinners with and hang out and even the 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 fleeting little moments that I get to spend with people that I otherwise would not see they they mean a lot to me because these are people I would otherwise never get to see but when I go home my depression just goes on like it, it just my depression starts humping my anxiety and creates this filthy depression baby like it's just this na it's nastiness and if I and if I don't get things in the books and written down and have something next to look forward to, I just get, I, I become adrift. Like it, to me, every event is like the, is like, you know, the next waypoint or the North star that I use to guide myself. And though there might be nothing around me and, and it might every, feel lonely. Every event is also the world series. Oh, for sure. Every event yeah. is a big deal. And for me, it's like I said, if I don't have, like I might be adrift and completely isolated in the dark on this ocean and but at least I have guidance. I know that if I follow this star, I'm going to arrive at my destination, and I, there's there's a light at that end of that tunnel. I don't have that now. I don't have that now. And there's Pro Tour. I don't know if I'm working Pro Tour. The calling. I'm not working the calling. There's a lot of things that are going on, and my my response in the past has been to be exceptionally depressed and really just. And then I turn it inward, and I tell myself. Okay, what did I do? Why do I suck? Why where am I lacking? What did I do wrong? Why why am I not you know, wh where is it lacking in me? And I've sort of tried to channel that to become something more along the lines of okay, where can I improve and what can I do today and tomorrow and this week? What work do I have to put in in this short term, in this little package that is not going to solve the overall problem? but it's going to get me closer to that solace and closer to that serenity and closer to quelling all of that buzzing anxiety, that, that itch between in the back of your head that just doesn't go away because you legitimately don't know when the fuck your next paycheck is going to be. But, you know, with, with all that noise turned down, it's always going to be there. Like that anxiety is on a knob that doesn't go to zero. It goes to one and you could, do your best to turn it to one, but it's always there. And if you pay attention enough, you'll hear it. So the best thing to do is to keep chugging and, and, and distract yourself with productive work so that the next event that comes up, you're as best positioned as you can be. And that's kind of how I deal with those post post event uh, blues. When, especially uh, recently seeing you lock into old him has just been, incredible because uh, like you were you were good before you've pretty much like paced me in how uh skillful we both are right you've pretty much how you're still ahead of me um but uh, shut up but um watching you like sit down and actually like focus and put your all into it and watching you improve every single day has been has been fucking incredible honestly thank you um thank you for sharing that that bit of info that bit of insight um elaine what, what about you um honestly like flesh and blood like large flesh and blood events or um any flesh and blood event that I get to like travel to that's going to attract a lot of people where I get to see you guys like that's become such like a a little like safe haven like oasis for me like I think when I'm like when I'm playing flesh and blood 
is like that my house could be on fire and like i i won't notice like you know like the whole room could be burning down and i'm like in the zone playing flesh and blood and it's it's one of the only times where i can like really i i don't want to say like turn off my brain from everything else that is going on in my life and so it's 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 a great escape but beyond that like going to these events and going like being able to hang out with the two of you and everyone else that i get to see at events is just like I, honestly when i'm at my happiest and then coming home like it, it it's kind it's kind of weird because like you said like people like to come up they like to talk to me i really love that and i would never wish that it stops but there like it it is like difficult for me to put myself out into these social situations as someone who's like super introverted even even cosplaying takes a lot for me mentally like it's very mentally draining you get a lot of attention from it and now like yeah. being a creator in this space like I, li I like to meet people i like to talk to people people like to come up and talk to me and meet me and like i love that but like at the same time these events are like super super draining for me and so by the time they're over sometimes it's like i'm ready to go home and like chill and hang out but at the same time i'm like really depressed that it's over and just ready to start planning the next one so there's usually like a two day of like i want to do nothing but sleep and not talk to anyone for the rest of my life and then as soon as like those those 48 hours are up i'm like okay but when's the next event i really miss my friends i really miss like playing flesh and blood now i'm just sitting in my house alone like like i can go to armories but it's not quite the same and it, and it i'm just like you said kind of living from event to event like okay but i miss my friends and like the people in the flesh and blood community have really become like some of my some of my like closest friends that I consider you guys all really great friends and but it feels like events are really the only time we all get to like get together and hang out yeah i mean with uh jordan uh is apparently planning a fabrication so we'll see if that pans out if that pans out let's go I but would love to take a fabrication um it's just like you you get there and you finally do the thing like it's something that you are looking forward to for months right you finally get there um and you compete or you cosplay or you cast or you do whatever and um you get home and it sort of feels like you are living in a different world almost when you're at these conventions, right? Because you all have a similarity. You all have something um, that you can talk about, something that you all enjoy. And it's hard for me personally to go back to the real world where I love my kids. God bless them, but they're a lot, right? You know, I have, I have two kids. I work 50 plus hours a week. My week consists of me going to work. I go home. I spend time with my kids. When they go to bed, I grind fab until I fall asleep. And that's all I get to do, basically. And I've become so obsessed with wanting to win, with wanting to win specifically on Lexi, um, despite people's you know, misgivings of the hero, um, that if I go to an event, I remember when we were in Columbus, 
I was one win away from uh, making making it into the uh, into the money, and I left the event, and I literally just cried, like I I legitimately cried because I worked really 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 fucking hard for it, like I worked hard, and it didn't net at that time. Granted, to the matches as if you know playing Lexi you low roll sometimes you can just three of a kind and nothing but um you know i i, I did I, I worked my ass off for it and i didn't get there that time but you know it means a lot to me specifically when when i put my heart and soul into something right and i'm sure elaine you do with cosplays and uh matt you do with your casting um and for me you know i didn't get there um it's 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 just hard and then you know eventually you just sit there and you look towards the next event right so you're always hoping that the that the next event's the one i guess you could say a lot of people just don't realize that these events are are what everybody's entire social circle culminates to like and and that's i'm not saying that's healthy but that's just how my life is right now i work really hard at my job I go home, you know, I have kids, I, I take care of them. Um, and I just, by the time it, you know, they go to bed, I'm just like, I just want to play fab and I want to chill, you know, and I, I grind my ass off. The, the, no. And that's and like, I, I didn't mean it from the, the regard that it's unhealthy or healthy or whatnot. It's all a matter of perspective and how you, no, no, it. no. I, I'm, I'm not saying that you did. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. You know, but for, for many people out there, these events are, are their social connection because I mean, like I, I know a lot of people in the fab community. A lot of them know me. However, I live in my apartment in a city where I don't see anybody. I don't, I see my friends maybe once a month. Like I'll, I have like one or two friends in the area. I'll see them maybe once a month, if that. And other than that, I'm at home, I'm working and I do not get, the one-on-one, I don't get to go out for dinners with people. I don't get to do this to do that, play games or whatever, until I'm at one of these events. So it's not just, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Lucy Lexi Stan, who goes to these events and has no other friends, and this is her outlet to meet people and to interact with people because she's she just is not a personality or she's not a content creator or whatever. It's the same problems. It's the same challenges that I feel that I'm sure Elaine feels that you would feel or whatnot is that when you leave these events, what people don't understand is that you're leaving behind. It's like graduation day. It's like, I don't know when I'm going to see you again. I love you dearly. We're going to keep in touch, but I do not know when the next time is that I'm going to see you. It's like going on, you know, it's summer vacation. And then, you know, bell rings schools in you go to the next one and then you're gone again and you don't see these people again other than through tweets and dms and discord and whatever but that's that's a nice crutch but you know why don't i feel the same sadness when i'm logging out of discord and a conversation that i have when i'm you know saying goodbye to somebody at the hotel and because i have to go to the airport the next morning or whatnot like obviously it's 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 there's different echelons of the the significance but at the end of the day you know, we live in 2023 where 20 years ago, making friends on the internet was taboo. 
And now it's the way to do it. It's the only way you can yeah. do it, frankly, to a degree. So that is a, just a massive shift. So when you do get to see each other, it's it's like this grand celebration. And it just so happens that we have to wait for a third-party entity to tell us when and where we're getting together. And is that healthy? It's not unhealthy, but at the same time, we're at a we're, we're I feel like at a certain you know a certain point, we have the responsibility to just be like. It's not up to LSS to let us be friends. It's not up to LSS to tell us when and where we gather and whatnot. That's why Jordan has the right idea. And he said, fuck it. We're just going to go God knows where. And we're going to get together and we're going to spend like four or five days together and have a good time. And we'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll do it from there. But, you know, it's not up to LSS to maintain our friendships. It just so happens that it's a nice outlet and we've relied on them because it's given us an excuse. But in reality, dude, it's on us to fucking just make sure that we remain. I don't really think it's an outlet i'm sorry lane i just over spoke to you no i don't apologize to her. She's <laughs> um i don't really think it's like because of the outlet but because if it, it, it costs money right so regardless of if you go on vacation or if you go to a fab tournament it's going to cost money to get there and if we're all going to the same fab tournament together then we're all going there anyway so it's like yeah but do you know? think that if there was no fab tournament this year if fab ended do you think that we'd all get together? I mean, I've been friends with you for so long. I'd, yeah, you know. and before before Fab, how many times did you come visit me? Well, zero. It's because I don't have a passport. But <laughs> sure. But at the same time, did I go visit you? I didn't, and that's no. that's the reality of it. Because yeah, yeah, we're good friends and everything like that. But a lot of people just use this as as an excuse or as a catalyst for us to come together. And what I'm trying to say is that the you know. Everybody to be said fair, it. also, I've said a million times I would come visit you and just never... You said it fucking yesterday. I know. On fucking Discord. No, I, I mean know. it. I mean it. Like, you said it I, in a group chat. I'm going and then to. you DM'd me to fucking double down on it. I am. Say, no, I'm no, tripling bitch. down I'm, on it. Yeah, you split the eights, and now you got hit with a couple of fucking fives, and now you feel like shit, don't you? <laughs> no, because we're going <laughs> busy, you bitch. <laughs> Elaine, bail me out. Okay, to be fair, like we we talk all we you, you literally just showed like a text thread, right? Like we talk all the time. We are we are friends beyond just going to these events together. And also yeah. like I I don't I'm not I'm not someone who just like travels around and takes vacations without like having a reason to, right? I'm not saying that like visiting my friends is not a reason, but if like Jordan wants to plan a fabcation, I would gladly go on a fabcation. That that sounds great. But usually if I'm just sitting at home, like planning my travel, like travel is expensive. I truly don't have a lot of money to just be like traveling multiple times a year. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's probably irresponsible of me to travel as much as I do. Uh, quite, quite honestly, that's why I'm happy Baltimore is a driving distance. Um, but like yeah, the pizza boxes, thank you too. I, I, I think, a, I think a lot of people are in the same boat. Like I'm, I'm in the same boat as you where, I mean, I make enough money, but not that much money where i can just travel whenever i want you know right yeah like if i if i want to go to like all the fab events that's happening like squeezing another vacation in there without you know it being like oh i i, I don't know my sister's graduating college so i get to try i get to take a vacation for that you know it's like, like which one these are the reasons i take she's not graduating college was, that was a... which one um, of the 18 but these are like the reasons why I, I, these are like, I don't really travel without a reason like that. 
um but i mean planning like a big event is a reason i understand what you're saying um i also like taking it back a little bit to what you were saying about like having social circles like you this is this is also your career flake right like i am i kind of feel like i'm a little bit like hannah montana like superman like dual dual life here right because i'm like fab is so much of my life and i dedicate the majority of my free time to flesh and blood but I have a lot of friends, like, not in flesh and blood, right? I'm part of social cir- circles, not in flesh and blood. I'm a, I'm a scientist. Like, that's what I do for my day job. And So is Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So, I, but, but also, like, being a part of these social circles, being a part of FAB is, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not playing favorites, but, like, it's, it's honestly where I feel like my truest self is um when i'm like around you guys at these events like playing fab like that is when i just am like feel like it can be 100 percent unfiltered elaine as you guys probably have picked up i can be a little unhinged um and, and i like i love it because you guys you guys met me at my nerdiest stage and accepted me at my nerdiest stage right sometimes in these other circles when you're like oh they're like what do you do for fun and it's like oh i have a podcast for this card game like tcg called flesh and blood that's based out of new zealand like people are just kind of like um that's cool like do you do anything normal like like, (laughs) these are like responses that you get right so it's like it's it's not it's not a part of my life that i'm ashamed of but it's also like a part of my life that not many people know about me just because i don't think most people don't understand it or get it right so it's like it's a nice it's a nice getaway that when i'm with you guys and with like in the flesh and blood community i also don't feel like any pressure to like just be anything except like what i want to be right at the moment i can do cosplay which is another thing that some people will probably probably think is weird that like in my other social circles they're like why like what makes you want to do that right like why are you dressing up who is that person what are you doing like that's kind of strange that's kind of nerdy and these are like responses you get from other social circles and like the fact that you guys met me at what is considered like my my nerdiest side of me and like still love me and like embrace it and like understand it is like something that i think makes that connection even more special that's that's a very good point i feel like there's a lot of quote-unquote normies that don't get what we have you know like they they don't understand the i don't want to say fandom but i don't have any better words so fandom of of tcgs right uh it's just it's just not something that comes to people and then when you try to explain it um a lot of the people that i work around are very like sports sporty people and uh you know you try to explain to it like as if it's the same thing and and they just don't get it uh, it's it's not something that you can easily understand without being a part of i feel like i'm not i'm not saying that like other people in my life are like like judgmental of me because of no 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 but, into, ju- but it's just ju- like they just judgmental does yeah judgmental does not mean that they get it Right, they just don't get it. They just think it's kind of like strange, not in like a rude or mean way. No one's ever been like mean to me because right, of my hobbies. Right. But they're just kind of like, all right, like moving on type of deal, you know? Like, okay, well, we're not gonna talk anymore about that. But cool, good for you. And it's like, oh, but, but like it's so good and I love it. And it's like I'm kind of 
maybe uh, obsessed with it and like it, it's it's weird to like not be able to share like what i consider such a big part of my life yeah with a bunch of other people who i consider like good friends who aren't a part of flesh and blood but it's like they'll never understand this this side of me that it's like there's a certain there's a certain percentage of life that you are unable to share with these people except when you're at these events right so yeah, you're exactly. op you're like operating at like 70 percent yeah the rest of your life except when you're at events then you're like holy shit i'm gonna be 100 percent me and that that's sort of what makes it special like i i'm not the i'm not the most outgoing person if you, if you just met me randomly um i'm not the most outgoing person in the world but when i'm at events i feel like i'm just i'm just me i guess yeah. and there's something special to that that i look forward to whenever i'm planning the next one right Right. I, yeah. I mean, I talk a lot about like having, um, social anxiety and, but that's like, I feel like people who know me at events, like can't even like fully understand like that side of me. Right. Because at events, right. I feel like I'm such like a, I'm the same way. Rumbunctious, like ball of energy that no one can like, like no one can control. Right. And it's also like that. I mean, even just like cosplay, like I can show up at event on a day that there's not even a cosplay competition, which most of the time I do in like full Icelander cosplay, right? I have like contacts in, my whole face is painting. I'm in this crazy dress. I have like a wig on and you guys wouldn't even blink an eye, right? You're just like, yeah, cool. That's Elaine. She's just dressed in this silly outfit. Yeah. Today. Like if I went to work or like showed up at like a social gathering, <laughs> like, well, yeah, not that I'm going to, but and like that would be weird in any, like in any situation, but it's just like cool that I can, like express that side of myself at events and like no one is going to think twice about it. Well, you don't like go to like, a, I went to go apply for a mortgage dressed as Reinar and like that. No. And somehow they were not really receptive to me. I don't get what it is. I barraging beat down to them. Exactly. <laughs> I intimidated them into giving me a better rate for my mortgage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I locked it in. They're like variable. I said, you variable. There's no RNG in my mortgage. Get the fuck out of here. Roll scabbies. Yeah, roll scabbies. Ah, oh, I crapped out. All right, fine. You, you own my house now. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I kind of just wanted to get into that because it's, I feel like it's something that is somewhat unspoken within circles. People don't like to talk about how they are uh, unable to operate at a hundred percent unless they're an, at at you know an event, essentially. And it's something that I I felt like needed to be talked about. I agree. Um, hey everyone, um, I think the podcast is winding down, but yep. I was hoping. Because uh, one of the things I was talking to Nick about was having like bonus, a little bit like a, maybe a 10, 15 minute, like extra bonus content for the Patreon that we have. And which is just like an extra 15 minutes of the podcast. Dude, and we've already gone 20 minutes over. Just, oh, cut, just cut some of the beginning. <laughs> I actually lost track of time as well. Literally, literally just let, there is so much oh, stuff in there for you. You'll yeah, be all right. All right. Sounds good. All right. 
Thank you guys. Um, <laughs> um, but 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 let me let me uh, yeah, close I'll, it out here. Give me like two seconds, just so it doesn't. No like worries. I... And, and well, you can just you can just cut that out. Sure. That's and I quote that. from Elaine. <laughs> um, after I got done talking there, maybe you can just throw an ad up or something. I don't know. But um. Thank you. Uh, thank you both for being on the show. Um, I am going to try to continue to bring interesting, unique, and untalked about topics to the Nick Bowles experience, and uh, we will uh, continue forward, right? We're all going to continue forward. We are all going to go to the next event. I won't be in Indianapolis, but I, I won't be either. But yeah, okay. I'll be in their marketing stuff, but not. Uh... <laughs> we <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, I have to ask really quick: Will they accept the content creator? Uh, Prop whatever, bets. whatever thing that you prop bets. Out? So, like, what is like? What do you get if they? I don't like, fucking know. I, I don't think you they... get anything because I went on the like after you like. Uh, applied for that i went on not that i was gonna apply but i went on just i was like what is that check it out and there was like no information on like if on they the... accepted like what happens are they just like cool good job like on the on the form where they're like oh do you have any like social media i put the tweet where my picture was in from there <laughs> <laughs> i'm like yeah this is my twitter <laughs> no i'm kidding it's awesome I, I have a, just for the record, I have no ill will towards SCG at all. They're not they're not doing coverage. That's the fact. It's they're not doing coverage. Uh, that is the truth. It's just funny that they used images of me and Tan and casting as like to hype to up SCG, people for the hype up the con. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not they're not running coverage. Um, thank you both for being on the pod. I love you both. You're awesome. I can't wait to see you both in real life again. Um, Matt, do you want? Do you have any uh, any socials? Anything you want to plug before we head out? Yeah, you can uh, get me at e hammond tree. That's e ham on tree, like ham, like the food on a tree, like the plants. Um, do you want so to plug bad. the Goliath gauntlet bacon, while you're here? It's like bacon on bush, but ham it's like bacon. Tree. Yeah, I forgot it. Yeah, that's uh, I, so that's what I always say. Uh, Twitter is at watchflake. Uh, I have a podcast called the Instant Speed Podcast. Uh, I have. A couple other podcasts that are in development that will be coming up soon. Um, I also uh, stream relatively daily at twitch.tv slash watchflake, and the podcast is available on Spotify. It's available on a whole bunch of things, but ultimately um, youtube.com slash 983media, and you can get the videos there. The Goliath Gauntlet 2 will be starting soon, correct? The Goliath Gauntlet 2 is underway from a, uh, from a production Correct. standpoint. The, the brackets have been released. The games are starting to be played. However, they're secretive, and they need to go through the production process. Uh, and I believe they're going to be premiering in about a week or so from when this is being recorded. However, um, yeah, so keep that on the calendar, Goliath Gauntlet 2. Uh, prize pool available to the players. Again, another gold foil Goliath Gauntlet is going to be given to the winner. Uh, graded by PCG Gaming with the unique tag of Goliath Gauntlet Season 2 Champion. So a, a one-of-one card is going to be given away, as well as a lot of other goodies. But in general, uh, I want to give a big shout-out to Kfabe Cards, kfabecards.com. 
they have done so much to support the Goliath Gauntlet from the get-go, and you have to go check out kfabecards.com. They're good people. They're great retailers, uh, and they do so much for the Flesh and Blood community. I cannot speak enough about kfabe cards and the good stuff that they're doing. So please, please go at least check out the website. Go to kfabecards.com. Uh, hi, my name is Elaine Hammontree. Ham on tree, like bacon on bush, pork on shrubbery, ham on tree. Um, Wait, is that really your last name? Yeah, it's it's H A. Oh, I, I thought you were joking. O N T R E E. I am I am Elaine Hammontree. I also have a podcast with um, Melody Melody Likes on Twitter. Um, but the podcast name is Pitch Perfect Pod. We we talk about all kinds of different topics across the. TCG, Flesh and Blood World, um, but the main goal of the podcast is to empower sport and like educate the female community and talk about gender minority representation across TCGs. Um, but yeah, that is my podcast. My Twitter is ehamontree at, at twitter.com. Uh, I, I tweet about any other podcast that I'm on, like this one, not Instant Speed. Uh, and yeah. Thank you both for for being on the show. I love you both, and I can't wait to see you both again in person. I love you too.